What's going on, guys? Welcome to Tasty Thursday uh, on Tasty Little Gaming, the show where we talk about or should have talked about news on Tuesday. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. A couple of quick reminders to download and play Street Fighter V and PUBG both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of this month for Plus Club. Let us know what we thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of those games. And our game of the month picked by this guy uh, is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, which is a one, two, four player cooperative game where you escort a crystal and make sure things don't stop you from doing that. Uh, we're going to talk about that as well on Game of the Month. So hopefully you uh, come back and join us for that conversation. We have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us same time all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, we have a Patreon link down below. If you'd like to support the channel further than liking, commenting, sharing this video, and watching the video all the way through, all of your support is greatly appreciated. And you can type in hashtag S hashtag AskTLG on your comment uh, if you'd like to be considered to be uh, read and replied to on our segment where we read your comments on TastyCast every weekend. Uh, we already have quite a bit of uh, comments on the most recent um, Cyberpunk um, Monster Hunter video, and uh, we'll definitely be reading from there, but if you want to make sure that yours is read for sure, put in hashtag AskTLG in your comment, otherwise I'll pick at random. Okay, so um, we didn't do Taste Tuesday, and uh, kind of sucked at first because I was like, oh man, there's really big news we got to talk about, like really fucking big news. But then after that big news came out, some more big news came out. So we got two big bits of news to talk about. So let's just jump into that. First bit of news is uh, a little bit of uh, X Blizzard uh, employee. Uh, fucking one of the guys who started the whole thing is forming his own new uh, company. Uh, this is via PC Gamer. We're going to read this, get all caught up on this, and then have discussion about it. Former Blizzard president unveils new company, Dreamhaven. Mike Morheim's kickstarting two new studios as part of his new venture, which is already kind of wild to think about. Uh, Co-founder and former president of Blizzard Entertainment, Mike Morheim, uh, Morheim uh, has revealed his next project. Earlier today, Morheim unveiled Dreamhaven, a new game company from a collection of Blizzard veterans as well as two developer studios, uh, Moonshot Games and Secret Door. Uh, those studios borrow a significant amount of talent from Blizzard, Morheim, who is the new uh, company CEO, and his wife Amy, head of operations, are joined by former Hearthstone lead Jason Chase, uh, creative director Ben Thompson, and former StarCraft II and Heroes of the Storm director Dustin Browder at Moonshot Games. That's actually quite a bit of people that uh, have uh, stuff in their background like that. Secret Doors studio head Chris Sigity uh, uh, worked as the executive producer of Hearthstone, StarCraft II, and Heroes of the Storm, while colleagues Alan Dabiri and Eric Dodds, these guys all have fucking names that are wild, uh, both have experience across a suite of major Blizzard titles. The vast majority of the rest of the studio's opening cohort of staff are also Blizzard veterans. So they just fucking went yoink. Uh, Dreamhaven says it's aiming to reimagine the studio model by taking the chances that most big publishers won't, uh, which might explain the bold gambit of opening the two distinct development teams. Uh, neither Moonshot nor Secret Door have any concrete uh, to reveal um, about what they've what they're working on right now. But it certainly looks as though the latter of or is focusing on a multiplayer experience, as it's highlighting the importance of social experiences within games and hiring for server engineer. Morheim spent 27 years at Blizzard. Holy shit! 
before leaving the company in 2018, and many members of the new team have spent a significant portion of their careers at the company. Over the past couple of years, reports have suggested that Blizzard's new partner, Activision, is pushing for more games at lower cost, resulting in a large number of redundancies. While Dreamhaven doesn't mention anyone specific uh, or anyone's specific reasons for moving on, industry insider Bloomberg reporter Jason Schreier, that old fucking guy, said on Twitter that many had left because of Activision's growing influence on Blizzard's culture and process. Um, Although you have people like um, Mark Cern and a couple of people saying that uh, as soon as World of Warcraft came out, the company changed. That's been a pretty thing, uh, been a thing across the board. I've heard from people inside as well. So people always want to play Activision. They did a lot, but the whole company fucking changed after WoW came out. Speaking to VentureBeat, Morheim said that right now Dreamhaven is focusing on building the company's values and making sure that the team retains control over decision-making. Unfortunately, that's likely to mean that we don't hear much from either studio for the foreseeable future, but given that this is all coming from the person who helped build one of the world's most successful games companies, Dreamhaven can probably take as much time as it needs. So, we got a bunch of veterans from... um, uh, Blizzard, high-profile people, people have worked on big games, uh, all leaving to start up this Dreamhaven uh, with two companies underneath it, Moonshot Games and Secret Door. Seems super fucking ambitious to just start up like that. And uh, they plan on possibly making multiplayer games and uh, doing things uh, in a way that uh, big publishers, something they have experienced in the past of, uh, not being able to make what they want. Um they want to change that. What do you think about this? What do you think about um, the way they're starting this up? What do you think about the names of the studio and the um, the studios under it, uh, or the company and the studios under it? And um, what do we hope from this? And yeah, what do you think? <clears throat> um, well, I think first off, the the at a very basic level, it's it's just kind of like that common story anymore of people. You know, who got into gaming and whatnot, they they did it um, mostly as like a creative outlet. And then when a company gets big enough, that kind of gets pushed to the side for the sake of making money. And, um, you know, that's not as uh, gratifying for most people uh, when it comes to like being, you know, creatively minded. So uh, you see this happen all the time. They leave, they make their own studio so they can have full control of, of the whole process again. And, uh, so that part, you know, I'm not too surprised about, I'm more so surprised that the, 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 them making a parent company with two sub companies, that's, that's the unusual part of this whole thing to me. And it's actually really bold cause it's ambitious as fuck. Yeah. Um, that, that means they're already, he's a, he, they, whoever uh, came up with that decision, um, they're already thinking really big. Yeah, yeah, they're so. planning on doing something big. If they're already, if they have two different teams already and they haven't even made anything. Yeah. Um, so I mean that that's that's interesting in itself, and it makes me want to to pay close attention to it. Um, I don't have a whole lot of affinity um, for uh, a lot of Blizzard titles, so like that part isn't exciting to me. I know for a lot of people that's going to be a huge thing. They're going to be watching this, you know. Um, I'm more so watching it just because uh, the the way they're going about it is so different in in that regard. And I I always like um, when people get to go out and like try something because you know obviously they felt they needed to do something new and different. So um, I am excited in that regard as well. Um, 
the only thing I can hope for outside of this, as far as like, I don't really care what kind of game they make or, or, um, some old player, single player, stuff like that. I mean, I, I'll kind of dabble in whatever, but I hope their art direction changes a little bit. And some people are going to like that. I say that, but, um, I, I've never really been fond of the Play-Doh look to put it that way, I guess. Um, Either way, though, as long as I make fun games, it's cool. I mean, I, I did enjoy um, aspects of a lot of the games. Uh, Diablo is pretty much the only one that kind of stuck with me, though. So, For sure. And it's funny you mentioned that because on Twitter I saw recently um, a bunch of people from all over the place talking about um, that they want fantasy games to stop looking cartoony. And they want them to go back to something a little more gritty and brutal looking, which was, you know, which would be cool. That would be cool, but I don't even necessarily need that. I just need them to stop looking like cartoons. I mean, like, and I'm not saying everyone should hop on that train. I mean, if if it fits your your style and your vision, then go for it. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of miss, like, people trying to make realistic-looking games, I guess. So. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I agree. Anything else? No, not not so much. Like I said, I'm, I'm mostly this is interesting to the point where like I you know it is something I want to pay attention to. I guess the one thing I didn't answer was the the, the names. Um, yeah, they seem appropriate to be honest for like where they come. from. I actually from. really like them. Yeah, no, they, they work. I think Dreamhaven so. as a company sounds really cool because it sounds um, creative, um, sounds fantasy esque. Mm-hmm. It sounds like as an overarching uh, company that's going to have two devs under it essentially. Um, it's it sounds um, I don't know it sounds like the right name to kind of encompass everything. Like well, this is a dream haven. Like, well, and, this is where and we're gonna come up with ideas. And Moonshot fits into that pretty good too. Mm-hmm. I think Secret Door is a little plain, but um, it reminds me of Boss Key Productions, Cliffy yes. B's thing when he left because he wanted to do something. Yeah, which is my big concern for this. Um, I'm with you. I like when a dev uh, finally goes like, I've been making, you know, Gears of War forever. I want to get the fuck off this. 27 years. You know, you started in the the industry wanting to create things. And, you know, there's all these Mm -hmm. uh, new technologies coming out. All these games come out. All this inspiration happens. And you get locked into fucking making the same game over and over again, which is cool because people love those series. Keep making them for sure. Um, But you got to you got to recharge the batteries as a person who's. Uh, you know, creative in a lot of ways. I c- can't imagine remaking the same thing over and over again. Um, I guess I do put out episodes on this channel fucking every week for like five years, but um, the topics are always, always different and that kind of thing. But well, like, and, and you will occasionally like decide to like edit it differently and stuff like that, and or do some travel vlog or yeah. fucking some dorky joke thing just to mix it up a bit. And you're not being um, forced to do it. For sure. Yeah. 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 I can stop at any time. I don't see that happening anytime soon. And uh, like musically, anytime I make an album, like it has to be something different than the last thing. So the idea of somebody just going like, this is selling well, so make sure to make it again. You can get creative, but you got to keep within the confines of what makes that game that game. If you go Mm -hmm. too far, people get upset or sometimes people dig it. Um, Look at uh, Assassin's Creed. But um but yeah, I, I always embrace that. And I like that idea. Uh, Blizzard, you know, for however you feel about that company, they were once uh, widely regarded as um, a very big and important and, and, and celebrated company, um, even before World of Warcraft. Um, and then, you know, WoW came out and they got fucking huge, even more celebrated. But, you know, further down that line, you're making, you know, this service, essentially. And uh, as much as you can keep, you know, 
try to make that a bigger and better thing. You see people complain about it as it continues on, um, off and on, because some of the ideas aren't that great. Some of the ideas, you know, are good. Um, but with that, just like if you look at Rockstar, they got like two games with online portions that they're supporting forever. Um, we're not getting other stuff from them that yeah. much. And so uh, you get locked in to, do you want to work on WoW? Do you want to work on the next Diablo that will come out every fucking seven years? Um, do you want to support some of these like mini games like Hearthstone and stuff like that? I, I can see how somebody who helped create what Blizzard is um, wanting to do that again, wanting to fucking go. I want to. I want to make new things, new ideas. I want people to be excited about what we do, not just kind of carry on the legacy of our company, but you know, make a new one. And uh, I can definitely, um, I can definitely understand that. And, and I'm actually, I'm actually really excited about this. Um, I think Blizzard has a long legacy of great ideas. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of all their games, but um, I don't think any of their games are bad. Um, and uh, they definitely, at one time, were. Uh, kind of defining uh, a lot of the games were defining moments in, in their respective genres um, absolutely mm-hmm. and uh, so you know that kind of uh, power that they've had um, I would love to see uh, them put somewhere else and so this is what I feel like we might get thing that worries me though is Cliffy B did the same thing a couple of people have done the same thing and um, it seems hard to start from nothing nowadays unless you're an indie dev because they these guys have big ideas big ambitions from the triple a developers they came from and they start small and so they can't quite nail how big and grand they could have made games before um and so sometimes they burn out which kind of sucks this seems like they have a solid plan if you're starting off going hey we haven't done anything yet but we have a company and underneath that company we have two companies that are going to be developing games um you got a pretty solid plan. The thing I like about this, though, the thing that makes me confident is they are bringing over teams they already worked with yeah. who have worked on a bunch of different games. So I feel like as long as they have the resources to make the games they want to make, I think they're going to be able to nail it. Which uh, I feel like this is the most confident I've ever felt in a company just being birthed out of fucking nowhere from people from a, a prior company. I also like that their philosophy here is they want to reimagine the studio model and they want to take risks um, that AAA companies are not. And um, I know it's polarizing, but Death Stranding was that. Yeah. They're not going to make Death Stranding. I want to be clear about that. They're not going to make the walking simulator, some people would call it. But Death Stranding shouldn't exist as yeah. a AAA game. And it does because Kojima's name just fucking matters. Um, so he can get away with that. But... Um, I still love that that you know uh, people have the balls to fund that. No, for sure, and and I welcome people wanting to take those those big risks and stuff like that too, because you never know when the next big thing is, or the next person you might inspire from what you made. Um, and to actually use Death Stranding as an example, I know that game isn't for everybody, but like I ex- I absolutely um, loved the break from like every other game I've played. Yeah, it wasn't just playing a shooter or a fighting game or a fucking uh, story-driven narrative mm-hmm. game or an RPG. Like, it, it felt refreshing. Um, yeah, one... I and, want more of that. And, yeah, and I hadn't played anything like it before. So, um, I mean, there's there was definitely, like, hints of, of games all over the place in there because, I mean, that's unavoidable. But um, he really did bring out something that 
didn't exist. And if they're going to kind of do the same thing, whether it's good or bad, I, I welcome that anyways. Cause like I said, that could, even if it comes out and it's, it's not well received, it, there could be something there that someone goes, I like that. Mm-hmm. I have an idea that goes around that, I think. And so even if it's not good for them, it might be good for the industry as a whole. So, um, yeah. And I think they have too many veterans to like just flop anyways. And I, I hate to even word it this way, but there's going to be a lot of people who know about this just based on the fact of who they are and where they come from. I've had people hit me up directly about this news. Yeah. They're going to, whatever they make is going to sell. Yeah. Which is good for them, but <laughs> well, that just it, shows it's how big blizzard. It, no, is. for sure. It just kind of, it, it's, it's a weird, it's a double, it's the same thing with Kojima though. It's a double edged mm-hmm. sword thing. Right. Cause like the game, what if it was, what if it's bad? But like, yeah. just because they it. have a name, like, what if, what if you know Kojima releases a game and it's terrible? Like, some people would argue he did. Well, sure, but that's my whole point, though. Is like they may buy into it because the name, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, I guess my whole point there is just make sure you know what you're buying when you buy anything. In general, for sure. this is not anything no specific sky. to Dreamhaven. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure, anything. Um, fortunately. I mean, you're usually pretty good about that. Yeah. Like with No Man's Sky, I was like, okay, this is not going to be like – I do research on everything. Yeah, this is not going to be a purchase. super exciting game. But I know what I'm getting into. Same with Death Stranding. So like um, – yeah. Anyways, I'm rambling. Um, fuck, there's another point I wanted to make. And I, uh, uh, how long do you think it will be or do you think at all uh, this will exist and get bought by somebody? Because that's the thing that's kind of crazy about this is this is just like an independent thing they're making. Um, but you look at like respawn was birthed and fucking snatched up by EA like instantly. Well, and that is such a, like a common thing lately too. Um, respawn is the best thing EA has. Yeah. So that is a good story, even though that is a triple A developer still, they didn't start up and yeah. work on their own thing kind of. Well, um, and it's a possibility. Like I really doubt they would take Activision money at this point. It'd be weird. But you know, the, like you to use respawn as an example, they had Activision money. They decided to take EA money instead. Yeah. Um, Cause EA was like, you can do what you want. Yeah. Like, okay. um, and they may get an offer like that or Sony or Microsoft may go, Hey, we make games for us type of thing. Or the only one I really just kind of doubt would be like Ubisoft. Cause they, they don't really, they're not really aggressive in that way. It seems no, but they make so many games. I don't think they need to Ubisoft yeah. pumps out games all the time for sure. Um, so I don't think I'd find it too surprising if that happened, but um, I kind of hope, Watch Microsoft fucking buy them. I mean, they're they're on a rampage lately. So, they're like, well, we bought this. We're we're still shopping. We're still looking around. We actually don't want to make our own games anymore. We want people who make games to just make games for us. That's the major complaint. So we'll talk about that though. Um, yeah, I could I could see these guys popping out a game and getting offers. They're yeah. probably getting offers already. Oh, sure. Um, low end offers, but uh, but offers nonetheless, just because of their um, their prestige in the industry. Yeah. Um, like you said, just uh, where they come from has gotten people excited already. Um, for sure, I can't remember the last time I've seen as many people telling me about this news. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. It's cool, it's cool. And they're like, Have you seen him? I'm like, I know. I mean, the only time I could think of is Kojima. Well, yep. As soon as he was a free agent, Sony was immediately like, That's that's a great great point. It's it feels similar. Yeah. With uh, with Mike Morheim uh, fucking moving over, it's got people stoked. Yeah, I, uh, even people who are like very pro Blizzard. I love Blizzard. I love everything Blizzard does. They're like, have you seen this? 
It's yeah. just like Blizzard 2.0. Like it's just merging or it's turning into something else or something. Another thing being are coming from that for um, sure. And you think they're going to do in this picture, which I actually really like the art style uh, quite a bit. Um, we see some fancy stuff, but we also see like uh, jets in the air. Uh, what what would you hope for them, from them? Fantasy, sci-fi, something in between? I mean, they've worked on both. So, I mean, yeah. like, I don't really care either way. I just want it to be a good game. Um, I mean, Here, that's... Here's my theory. Moonshot will work on a sci-fi game. Secret Door will be a fantasy game. Well, I'm pretty sure Secret Door is the studio that's making the multiplayer game. If the wording uh, is correct in that, that statement. Or, uh, it's going to be called World of Warcraft. It's an online multiplayer game. Though with with Morheim. companies Morheim. dabbling in making MMOs right now, it would be kind of funny if they made an MMO. So. That'd be sick. If they're making an MMO, I'd be, I'd be stoked. But you'd need a big fucking team, big infrastructure to get that going. Yup. Unless you're making like one of those like Albion Online fucking little baby MMOs. I don't know. Yeah. Anything else? Good luck. Good luck. I'm super excited about this, and I'm really going to be uh, paying attention to what they do in the upcoming years. Considering this is not, this is just starting. We're not going to see anything from them. We might see some like uh, concept art uh, within the next year or two, which would be kind of cool. I'm sure they got ideas already, but um, we're not going to see gameplay or games coming out of this unless they're making mobile games or like little Steam games. They're like 2D type games. I'd be kind of disappointed if they did that, but if they're fun, they're fun. So yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll see. I- like 2022 at like earliest yeah. seeing something I, yeah. I would assume so i feel so let's know in the comments what do you guys think about uh dream haven what do you think about uh moonshot games and secret door do you like these names are you excited about what they possibly could do are you excited about mike morheim morheim however you say it somebody in the comments gonna be like that's not how you fucking say it more high me more hymus more hymus um <laughs> When you think about him uh, departing Blizzard, uh, that was in 2018, but now making his own uh, company, are you excited about the prospect of that? Are you kind of worried about that? Um, what do you hope they make? Uh, what are you most excited about when it comes to this? If you're not excited, what are you not excited about? Does this worry you in some way? Do you think this might end up being a failure? Kind of like we saw with uh, Cliffy B and Boss Key Productions. I think they got a better chance than him. He's kind of like was kind of up his own ass about a lot of things just kind of assumed things are going to work out and they didn't and uh yeah let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to Dreamhaven and uh everything that has to do with it all right second bit of news is uh also gigantic news uh microsoft as you guys already know uh has bought bethesda but more importantly people i don't see talking about this as much they bought zenimax yeah that, that's the company they bought yeah <laughs> yeah so people keep going, Bethesda, Bethesda. I'm like, they bought Zenimax. They got fucking id. They got Arcane. It says it right there. They got. They bought, like, someone just went, well, they own, like, 27 studios now. I'm like, yeah, they just purchased, like, half of those just now. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, too, not to get too into opinions yeah, to, yeah. To things yet, but. There's a uh, lot to talk about. Zenimax was the, if I'm not mistaken, was the company that was trying to buy Ubisoft, like, sneakily, wasn't it? Yeah, they're trying to do something with them. They were buying, like, stocks aggressively. And then last year, there were rumors floating around that ZeniMax was up for sale. So, I don't don't know what... Obviously, that was true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're trying to purchase fucking Ubisoft, and then with the the fucking... um, That spread around the fucking... The planet, they could self-sustain better or something. Um, 
But yeah, before we even read this article and talk about it, uh, this is fucking giant news. Oh, for sure. This is fucking some of the biggest news in gaming I've heard in a long time. Yeah. It's crazy. So let's get caught up on this. Let's talk about it. Microsoft is buying Bethesda, id, Arcane, and more studios. and now owns Doom, Quake, Fallout, and the Elder Scrolls. This is via Engadget. In a year dominated by new console releases, Microsoft's announced today, maybe announcement today, maybe the biggest gaming news of 2020. The Xbox maker has signed a deal to buy ZeniMax Media, one of the largest independent games publishers in operation. Its name may not ring a bell, but the studio it owns certainly will, since they are behind some of the biggest franchises in gaming history. That includes id Software, Doom Quake, Arcane Studios, Dishonored and Prey, Tango Gameworks. That's fucking crazy that they own them now. Uh, The Evil Within and Bethesda uh, Game Studios, uh, The Elder Scrolls, Fallout. Microsoft is paying $7.5 billion in all-cash deal, which is expected to complete in the second half of 2021. If you're going to buy whoever owns Bethesda, and you know they sold Skyrim for fucking 30 years over and over and over again. Still selling Skyrim. Selling Skyrim, 7.5. You know, that's a big number, but at the same time... They're gonna get. They're gonna make their money off Bethesda. Yeah, I. I was like, I. I don't. That doesn't even sound that crazy to me. Sadly, just because the amount of studios. Yeah, it almost seems like a deal, but specifically just Bethesda is worth. Well, alone, and then ID is has been around how long? Like, it's crazy because that means they're gonna uh, uh, own ID Tech. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Let's see. Microsoft is paying $7.5 billion in all-cash deal, which is expected to complete in the second half of 2021, subject to regulatory approval. The company was valued in 2016 for around $2.5 billion and has been the subject of takeover speculation for much of the year. A rumor published by Reddit earlier this year and found by Segment Next claimed that Sony had been eyeing up one of the biggest, biggest publishers around. Xbox head Phil Spencer said that the relationship between Microsoft and ZeniMax's studios has always been cordial. After all, id Software was behind the original Wolfenstein and Doom, giving them hollowed uh, status in the history of PC gaming. Spencer added that the deal will see a number of Bethesda titles being added to Xbox Game Pass for both console and PC players in the coming months. Uh, This tweet says Xbox and Bethesda have worked together for years. We share similar passions and beliefs. Proud to welcome them to the team. Xbox excited how we'll advance gaming together for players everywhere. And yes, fans of irony will note that Microsoft will soon, uh, will soon the own Microsoft will soon the own the publisher behind a couple of PlayStation exclusives titles, Tango Gameworks, Ghostwire Tokyo game, very excited to play, and Arcane's Deathloop are both headed for PS5, but will eventually come to Xbox. Speaking to Bloomberg, Xbox head Phil Spencer said the company will keep its commitments to PS5 time exclusives. He also explained that the future games will be available across Xbox, PC, and Game Pass. In quotes, it says, we'll take... Uh, we'll take other consoles on a case-by-case basis, Spencer noted. Of course, the deal between Microsoft and ZeniMax isn't likely to be completed until those PS5 titles are out or near release, so honoring the agreement isn't too surprising. That said, announcing the number of engaging titles are headed to Game Pass a day before pre-orders open for the new machine is a genius piece of marketing, which was the first thing I thought of when I heard about this. I was like, they got a brand new console coming out, and right before they go, oh, hey, you know uh, Bethesda and all those companies you love? We own them. Yeah, they're at home on Xbox. Um, what do you think about this? What do you think about um, 
their move to purchase uh, ZeniMax. What do you think about the impact on the industry this might have? What do you think about the price point we kind of talked about already? What do you think about the titles coming now to Xbox? How do we uh, view possibly how this is going to affect exclusives, um, given Xbox doesn't really seem to care about those too much? Um, and uh, overall thoughts and opinions, uh, worries possibly, and uh, is this good? Okay, so um, I mean it's a big move for Microsoft, and Giant. yeah, and and in no way a bad move because there's titles there regardless of the way you feel about any of the games here, and even to use myself specifically, there's not really a series here like I'm fond of, but I would be completely ignorant to ignore the fact that between Elder Scrolls, Fallout, and Doom alone, not and. There's a bunch of like high quality games in here that people love, but those three titles alone are are huge grabs and pulls for a lot of people out there. And so like now those are Microsofts. They get Elder Scrolls, they get Fallout, they get Doom, Wolfenstein, whatever. They get upcoming Starfield and the upcoming Elder Scrolls game that yeah. will sell a shitload. Um, yeah, they're. I mean, it's guaranteed money is what yeah. it is, and and it's so it's a really good investment. It is. It is very smart. It's very good. Um, as far as like uh, how I feel about it, I mean, I. It's hard for me to speak on this because I'm I'm going to be the kind of person who I'm going to have. The PlayStation 5, I have my PC, I have my Switch, and I'll play Xbox on my Windows 10 PC, whether that is buying my games through the Xbox store, they release them in Steam as well, so either through Steam and Microsoft still getting the money for it, or I'll have Game Pass and I'll just be able to play them through that way. So, like, I'm not missing out, so this doesn't really affect me a lot. It does suck for people who do have only the income to do like the one thing or they just have a preference they don't want to buy other things specifically speaking in the in sony's uh department if you're gonna buy a ps5 and that's the only way you can play games this is potentially kind of scary for you um because like i said there's some huge titles in there so um the only thing i could say to even be like even comfortable about that is game pass is on phones and will be on all of them at some point so yeah, you're gonna be able to play fucking all these games on your phone yeah um and you've dabbled in game yep. pass and it's in its infancy and it runs fine beta so. it, it works really well for the beta it has a couple issues but no, i haven't had an issue that's uh disrupted me from playing a game yeah and they're gonna expand that system it'll be streamable through televisions and, and one when 5g becomes yeah. regular and every phone and shit it's gonna be a lot better so so you're still gonna have access it just might not be the way you want to play it um so that that's probably the biggest negative only because it's something that you were used to playing wherever you wanted now you can't potentially yeah we'll see how their relationships work out in the, in the coming years because microsoft strategy has is very much rapidly heading one direction um that might change a lot in the way like relationships work in the gaming industry. So this is this will be an interesting generation to follow, regardless of even just this buyout. Um, but yeah, I, other than that, it's a big get. Um, I don't really know what to say on it. So, what do you think about uh, monopolies? They already exist, man. Yeah, but regardless of if something exists, are you are you okay with them? 
No, but I mean, neither am I. I was like, I That's can't the do anything about that, it. That, that, that this worries me. Um, first off, I've already said this. This is very smart. Very smart of Xbox. Yeah. Uh, it's a great investment. They're gonna make a shitload of money off of this investment. Um, and they got some real big fucking hitters with this investment. Um, so good for them in that regard. It was very smart, specifically if Sony might have been eyeing this, possibly. Uh, Microsoft, not Xbox, Microsoft coming in with that fucking money and just going, we can do that. Um, and still having, coming out and going like, we're still shopping around. We're, still, we're not, you know, we're not done buying other people yet. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, it, it worries me because Microsoft already has shown that they don't have a problem having a monopoly on things. Uh, back in the day, they got broken up because of the monopoly they had. Nowadays, it seems like the rules are out the window and people fucking have monopolies on all sorts of shit nowadays. It seems like fucking seven companies own everything, which really bugs me. But um, I would prefer... I, I, I like uh, companies having stuff under their umbrella. I like that. But I also like the idea of people being free from that. We just read an article talking about Dreamhaven leaving Blizzard to have creative freedom. Yeah. Now, I'm sure Xbox will give these guys plenty of creative freedom, but we don't know. And um, I like the idea of someone who's creating at the top being creating from where they're at and not with someone above them possibly interfering with that. Um, I also don't like that uh, if a company's big enough, they can start just buying all the companies out and, uh, and doing what they want with that. Now, I don't think Xbox will make any of these Xbox exclusives. Maybe some of the smaller titles. I can see that happening. Big titles are going to want to sell on everything because their philosophy is to get it on everything. Um, but I could see them doing timed exclusives. I mean, imagine Elder Scrolls Six comes out and you have to wait a month, half a year, to play on PS5. The thing that bothers me about that is not the exclusivity. Fucking, if you're going to have exclusives, fucking own it. Make it only exclusive. I'll have to buy your console. Cool. But if you do that timed exclusive shit, it fucking kills the hype. I know so many people will just forget about a game if it doesn't come out. I never bought Borderlands 3. Well, and like one of the Tomb Raiders <laughs> that had a time exclusive fucking yeah. didn't sell that well after the year it came out on Xbox. Yep. Um, strategy, money aside, fucking just like me as a gamer knowing plenty of gamers in my life, it does fucking neuter the hype of something when you only have it. Epic Games, there'll be fucking games on there and then a year later they'll come out Steam and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that came out weird that just stopped hearing about it for a year because well, it released somewhere else and that and that connects back to borderlands for me uh i don't i don't have epic games installed on my pc so like i don't if a game's exclusive on there i have no idea because i'm not paying attention to it and they have a point. bunch of shit on there that steam doesn't have uh tony Hawk's pro skater one and two's on epic games but not on steam which sucks yeah well and that's exactly it um and not that competition is a good thing but like just sure on a personal level i don't want multiple launchers so i just don't yeah. Um, well, I like competition. Like I'm saying, if you're gonna if you're gonna do exclusives, man, fucking own it for sure. But don't kill don't kill the hype by releasing it here and then releasing over there like a year later. That's it seems like a punishment almost. Yeah. Um, because that's designed. Whereas if you're like, okay, the only place you can experience this is here. Well, now I have to make the decision: am I coming over there or not? Yeah. Which I think is also a really good uh, business um, uh, decision in in uh, building your brand. But at the same time, more games sold overall is good for money which makes sense um which you know microsoft's interesting in the way they're doing things because a lot of people keep talking about game pass and how great game pass is which it is i'm 100 with you guys i love game pass look up the articles on microsoft talking about that though it's not profitable for them they don't make much money off of it makes sense it's 15 fucking bucks 
Yeah. Five bucks. I mean, it's it's cheap as shit. It's great because everybody's celebrating it, but they got to find a way to start making more money off that. Um, that's why, you know, the, the talk of exclusives and stuff like that, um, they're missing out on $60, $70 a pop with DLC uh, that they could be making. Multi million dollars or multi million unit sales and shit. Yeah. And I forgot how many out of the 50 million people on Xbox who own Xboxes, I think only like 15 million of them are on Game Pass, which is still a shitload. But uh, it's not the mass majority of their base yeah which is interesting so um anyway all that aside um i am concerned about the monopoly aspect of this um i don't like monopolies i don't like people just buying up everything because it gives them too much power i think it's unfair um and i think it's different if you organically create a company under yourself uh that's different in my opinion so like how sony does it sony's bought companies as well but like uh what was the one they did recently insomniac Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Which is great. It's a great purchase. But Sony's also always been real big on first-party exclusives, so they have a bunch of companies under them already that they that just happened organically. Yeah. Um, you know, Nintendo has Nintendo games. Um, so I guess yeah, they whatever their studios are called underneath that umbrella, yeah, no they one, don't. No one cares for some reason. They just don't reveal that stuff. Yeah. So well, when the game starts up, I'm sure it's a something, but no one thinks about it. They're like Nintendo. I'd be curious um, to go check some Nintendo games see if it does say something. Sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, that aside, my concerns aside, um, you're getting all these games on Game Pass. That just make Game Pass better. Um, you're getting all their future titles. I was reading on a different article that they're saying that Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six will most likely come on Game Pass day one. That's huge. Oh, yeah. Game Pass is Xbox at this point. Um, if you're offering all those games day one, you don't have to buy them. The amount of people, the amount of people I talk to who are like uh, really into Xbox, this is not a knock at all, but it just shows different mentalities. Kind of like back in the day when iPhone and Android were kind of fighting against each other, like the communities. A lot of people are on Xbox because they see the value in the price points. They see the value in the, the choices they get to make on whether they want to buy a battery pack or use double A's. Um, they can buy a $300 console with the next generation. Um, they can choose to buy games or they can spend uh, 15 bucks a month, which is fucking fourth of the price of a game um i just put this out there i pay 15 a month to play a game yeah and you have access to so many games that they keep adding more games Mm -hmm. um so i mean i don't remember the fuck i was going with that but uh oh uh the value aspect of of xbox that's what they really go for for sure with uh their their whole community and so um i don't know i just i uh Fuck, just just like you know, PS Five, PS Five wants you to buy those exclusives. They're mm-hmm. less inclined to want to give you that uh, deal, and you have people who have decided to do one or the other, and it makes complete sense. Um, but uh, but I mean, that is their that's that's Xbox strategy with Game Pass, and now they have so much more to offer with that. So um, it's just gonna be interesting to see how they go about doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, they they own Zenimax. Uh, what is it called? Zenimax Online, whatever. So that means they own an MMO now too. ESO with uh, yeah, Elder Scrolls Online, um, which will be interesting. I wonder if that'll be on Game Pass. I don't know how. Is that a buy and then play, or mm-hmm. is that a yeah. oh, okay? So it would work on there. Yeah. Well, and Phil Spencer's already said he's him and uh, Yoshida uh, of of Square have talked about getting fourteen in the Xbox ecosystem somehow. Um, they need to figure that out. And 
I have a feeling that's going to end up being a Game Pass thing to get that on there. You'll have the, your separate fee, obviously, for 14 but... Um, yeah, I don't know how that would work. I, th- I have a feeling you would just have access... Well, yeah, I don't know either, because Square's really weird with their serial well, number you system. you start the base game and then have to pay for the Yeah, I don't know what their plan is, but I know it became more of a topic of conversation between the two of them um, when they started focusing on all, all this online um, stuff instead of just the box. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was kind of babbling there for a second just cause like there's so much to this, but, um, but uh, overall um, I think this is a great get for Xbox. Um, 100%. It's a very good move. I do have my concerns about monopolies. I do have my concerns about how they are going to do, um, exclusives um like i said either either own it or uh or just release it at the same time a week difference isn't that big a deal but they've done the year exclusive thing and i've, I've seen that every single time kill the hype for the people who refuse to uh to pick it up over there so um it's it's a weird way to kind of dangle it and be like hey you don't get this till later and you're like well fuck it uh whereas if you're just like this is only on xbox i'm gonna go Maybe I should buy an Xbox. You know what the harder part about that is too is like, I think it's easy to say fuck it uh, when they do that, just because the sheer amount of games that exist. Yeah, I'll just play something else, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's weird because it's there. It, you're still gonna get it later, but like it really, it seems every time I watch this, that's the reaction I see from people. If you go, you can only get it on there. You're like, well, I gotta buy a Switch, man. Fuck. Um, but then it's like a year later, you're like, man, eh, I'm gonna forget about it in a year. I'm not going to buy your console if you're, it's going to come out on this, and then you wait that year, and then by the time you get to that point and it releases, you're like, oh yeah, that came out, didn't it? And then like you just kind of move on with your life. So it really kind of, like I said, it kills fucking hype. Yeah. Um. You know, of course, some people are going to be still like, oh fucking finally, but for sure. Um. But I've I've witnessed it so many times, and it's happened to me as well. So, um, yeah. So yeah, big games coming to Game Pass. Uh, big games are going to be. Uh, coming um, to Game Pass later that uh, are going to be day one releases, very large titles um, that people are going to be... It's just, going back to my thing about the value thing, just the amount of people are going to be so excited to be able to play Elder Scrolls, the newest Elder Scrolls on Game Pass day one, if that does happen, which I'm sure it will, for 15 bucks a month. Um, that The Game Pass, man, that's fucking... That's, that's, that's where it's just I already talked about this, but like it's so weird that the amount of money they don't make via Game Pass compared to selling games like Sony does and, and Nintendo, but they're still doing it. It's they're really I wonder when they're gonna change things up to start fucking milking some of that goddamn brand loyalty they're building. Well, the other thing I, I always get confused with when it comes to Microsoft too is, um, and it's not just an Xbox thing; it's Microsoft as a company. They're really, really willing to lose money on things like windows 10 Microsoft's always been like that. windows 10 was free for yeah. a long time it was like the dorks on twitter that uh are like um pc pc games or xbox games on pc are um still microsoft exclusives because windows is on pc so it's a it's a pc is a fucking is a is a microsoft console and i'm like if you sell those games on steam or any any game sold on Steam, they're not seeing a fucking uh, a penny of unless it's a Microsoft game. So it's not it's not their fucking console. Yeah. And then like, well, Windows. I'm like, well, not everybody uses Windows. Some, some people, of the people use some other shit. And you know how many fucking copies of Windows are illegal? 
Yeah. You know how many copies that are sold are corporate copies that are never going to fucking contribute to their fucking uh, yeah. games being sold? Which I have a feeling is where they make most of their money is, is, is corporations. 100%. They still sell fucking uh, older version of Windows to all sorts of corporations. And schools. Uh, that's Yeah, that's where they make their shitload of their money. I mean, the reason they fucking were trying to give away Windows 10 to people is because they know it gets pirated more than anything on the fucking planet. And... Um, they're like, look, here's a legit copy. Just start buying things through our infrastructure. We just want you in our ecosystem, just like Xbox, just like Game Pass. They're and in all to fairness, the, money. the Microsoft Store that's built into the, to Windows 10 um, functions like just fine and is never in the way. And it's never yeah. bothering me. Like I'm never like in the middle of playing a game and it doesn't go, I'm having a sale. You should come check this out. It doesn't do that. So yeah. like it's never intrusive, Yeah. Um, and it, which is great because – now I do look through there because I'm not pissed off at it. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, it's just interesting that time and time again, Microsoft shows that uh, the amount of like residual money they're making off of everything that they've done uh, in their you know whole career, uh, they are willing to break into stuff to try and create a platform that people will want to come to. Uh, while losing money because the original xbox lost them a shitload of money oh for sure they well, had the, they had enough money to actually break into the console uh war i guess and uh put their flag down and stay for sure um and it's it's funny speaking of losing money because i'm i'm positive both companies are losing money on consoles this time because the graphics cards they got well, in these things and early on with consoles you they always lose money i think ps4 and xbox one they made small profit off of well it's, that's typical but like they either lose money or they don't don't make much it's yeah. always in the sales of the games yeah. that they make a lot sure. people always say that though like it's just the way it always is i'm like no as the console cycle goes on the consoles become cheaper, cheaper manufacturing becomes cheaper yeah, yeah yeah um in this case the the graphics cards they're they're giving people though they're not cheap sure but the beginning is always a race to get the yeah. most consoles into the houses no so for sure for sure investment no, no, I know, and that was that was my whole point mm-hmm. is that we we're talking about like Microsoft like hemorrhaging money to get people to come in to make residual money in the long run. Be real comfy on their stuff. Um, we're, we're not even just in in Game Pass, but like this console generation as well. Both and and I I'm only saying both because it's true for Sony in this case too. These consoles are not going to be profitable. Like purchases or like they're they're losing a comfortable amount is what they're doing. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just you know the the nature of it, and like you said, it's to get it in the house, to get it in your hands. So Game Passes, that's what Windows Ten being free was. Um, they just want it there because then you have to think about it, or at least you have higher chance of thinking. Well, of you're it. locked in and have a higher probability of purchasing stuff through them now. Yeah, in which case they're making forty percent. So yeah, which is good. So, um, yeah. Overall, this is uh, some of the biggest news in gaming uh, in, a, in a while, and. Um, I'm really curious to see how it will potentially affect Bethesda, ZeniMax, um, if it'll affect the way they make games, if they have to start making new games or continue making the games they're making. Uh, will it change what they're allowed to do in their games? Uh, how it will uh, affect exclusivity, uh, which will be interesting to watch. Um, Is Phil Spencer going to be the one who announces things at ID Fest now or IdCon or whatever it's called? Interesting. <laughs> if he starts showing up at ID, I, I kind of feel like he has to yeah. now that he, he owns them. Whenever so. cons are a thing again, yeah. Yeah. Well, even a digital thing. Fucking QuakeCon, whatever the hell. Uh, he showed up in Ubisoft, so of course he's going to show he's up. He's everywhere. <laughs> he's so friendly that people are like, yeah, Phil can come over. He's like, hey, I like games. Like, hey, you're going to be able to play these on Game Pass. Thanks, Phil. Yeah. 
Everything coming out on Game Pass. Just, <laughs> just wait. Game Pass. Just download the Game Pass. You can play it. Don't ask questions. Just get Game Pass. You'll have it. Don't worry about it. Um, and yeah, uh, real, real curious to see where this goes. Uh, let me know in the comments what do you guys think about this. What do you think about Xbox buying Zenimax? What do you think this will do to Zenimax? Do you think this will be good, bad? Uh, do you think somewhere in between? What do you think about the exclusivity discussion? Um, does that worry you? Does it not? How do you feel about exclusives? Um, I know some people are anti-exclusives, and some people are just like, it makes sense. you got to have exclusives, because if you don't have exclusives, someone else is going to do it. Um you have to add value to uh, to what you got. That's obviously where I sit. Um, how do you feel about uh, how this is going to affect uh, the companies moving forward? Um, do you think this is going to be good for them? Uh, how do you think this is going to affect uh, the games coming out? I already said exclusives, but on PS5 in particular, a lot of people are speculating that they're going to just hold everything back from PS5 but put it out and everything else. I think it would be a real shit move. Um, and I don't think Xbox has been very malicious in this last generation. They've been like the, we just want to do crossplay, but Sony won't do it. So I was like, fuck you. I guarantee if if Sony relaxed a little bit, there'd be Game Pass on PS5. Well, see, yeah, that's what I've been saying. If Xbox had their way, it, you would have Game Pass on uh, your Switch, on yeah. fucking PS4, 100%. PS5, because they that's that's the future of Microsoft right now. That's what they're putting all their fucking all their cards in on is is fucking Game Pass. All their billions. Um, Seven point five. What do you guys think about that? What do you think about that price point? Do you think it's fair? Do you think it's a lot? Do you think it's a not a lot? I hope most of you think that's a lot of money. Um, some of you guys are like, "Yeah, that's fucking champ change." And um, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about. And like somebody fucking. Um, <laughs> oh man, what's his name? Jeff Bezos. He's watching this episode. He's fucking. Ha. I'd be flattered if he had the time to watch a small YouTuber. <laughs> Yeah, if you got so much money, Jeff Bezos, fucking hook me up with a billion. Just one. Just one of the many billions you got. Just fucking be a boss and just be like, ha, yeah, no problem. I'll prove how rich I am. Just do it, bitch. Um, and that's going to do it for this episode of uh, Tasty Thursday. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe and enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, uh, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, not Tumblr. Um, and, Dead. Uh, yeah, we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and the other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, holy shit, I can't fucking talk today. Um, yeah, we have a Patreon as well. You can support the channel if you'd like to do that. It's appreciated. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. We got uh, we got AGS episodes. And Plus Club and Game of the Month. It's going to be busy. It's going to be really fucking busy. We will probably just stream TGS shit or do individual reactions two different videos i don't know if i'm gonna sit there and watch like seven hours of oh no no i don't want to do that either i, I think we should watch highlights have <laughs> yeah for or, sure or like if there's a big trailer or something for sure or let us know in the comments what you would like to see us do i'm open to uh what do you want from us so what do you want from me <laughs> um yeah until next episode guys uh take it easy